0: And if you're like me, I cannot believe how fast summer is flying by. So we're going to take the next few weeks to look back at summer of 2022 when things were back to normal, and we could have guests right here in our studio. Hope you enjoy. (laughs) We have the music, we have the sunshine, it is mid-July, so hey, that means the Fringe. Welcome to at Home. Again, we are on location at The Cube. It is going to be the hotbed for entertainment, food, and drink for 12 days. We are back in full force. We'll have more on the festival, how many shows, where to go, and of course the usual Fringers that have their shows to plug just for you. So don't go away. Hugh at Home returns right after this. I can hear the music in the background. We've got a crowd, we're at the Cube, and of course we've got sirens, because this is Winnipeg. But Chuck, it is so good to see you in person and I cannot believe it, we're finally back.
1: Well, it's great to have you back as well, and it's amazing. I'm just so excited that we're back in person after three very long, stressful years, not just for the Fringe, but for all the amazing events and festivals in Manitoba.
0: Okay, so let's go back, because it was a whole huge learning curve for everybody, Uh, not only for yourself, but for the artists and the audience. What were some of the hurdles, and what are some of the things that you have taken out of COVID and into what you've planned this year.
1: Well, you know, artistically speaking, shifting to a digital format as a festival producer as well as live theater performing artists, that's a huge learning curve if you have never looked into those skill sets before. So we put on two digital fringes the last two years. I think we did a great job, but it was a lot of work, learning how to do live streaming and all that kind of work. So, but it was also positive for some of the artists. It allowed them the opportunity to think about how they can share their art in different formats and whether they can use that down the road so this year we don't really have there are some artists that are still doing live streaming and doing some digital work as part of their productions i think next year it'll be even more so i think right now people just want to get back into a theater share their stories with an audience in a darkened room and get that response back
0: no doubt okay so of course what is new what is coming back and how many shows can we see
1: well This year, we have 112 indoor shows from Manitoba, across Canada and around the world. Artists still came from Japan, Germany, Australia, US, UK, so lots to choose from. A fewer fewer number than than our pastures, we'd normally be at 175, but we have Four Venues weren't available to this, us this year, and some artists still didn't want to take the chance of touring because they had to plan in December, January, and February and risk their time and money putting a show together when they didn't know what the rules would be regarding COVID or travel or all those kinds of things. So, we're just excited to have 112 companies here that Fringers can take part in, and there's some big hits that you've seen every year Goddess Scottish Drag Queen, things like that, local improv groups. But for me, The most exciting part is discovering that next big hit those breakout artists that are new
0: And do you think that's changed since covid too on what that next breakout artist
1: is i don't know It's a good question we'll find out because people have been using this time to come up with some creative new ways to tell stories and so i think it's going to be very interesting for audience members to figure out what's happening out there in the world of indie theater
0: okay and we can't forget the kids fringe and i just noticed too that you've kind of changed the venues between the, I guess this will be the adult location.
1: Well, Old Market Square used to include Kids Fringe, and it was a small area, as you know, and kids were playing on cobblestone. So we thought, let's move them to uh, Stephen Juba Park, which is about two blocks away. It's about four times as big There's grass, there's shade, lots of room for them to have fun and be entertained. But it's also because as we were planning with COVID, we didn't know if we wanted to isolate that group that might not be accessible to COVID vaccinations. Get them in their own little area where they can still be safe and have fun so i think it's a positive both ways
0: yeah and what has been the reception like you've heard from the performers have you heard from you know die hard fringe fans what what are people thinking
1: well uh, from the performers again as we got closer and closer the excitement built that be built because they realized it's actually going to happen this time after three years so they were so excited those that committed they're coming and now they just can't wait Our volunteers, I mean, they are also chomping at the bit to support what I think is probably their favourite Fringe the summer festival. And so their enthusiasm and excitement has also been building and they're just so happy to be back. And of course, Fringers, you know, they like to see not just one or two shows, our core Fringers see 10, 20, 30 shows sometimes, you know how it is. And so we've heard all of our frequent Fringer pass buyers just so excited that they can get out there and fringe like crazy again.
0: Okay, and so is there any change up onto like, you know, shopping online, so to speak, on your, on your shows and any kind of different things, I guess, becoming out of COVID?
1: Yeah, we did a few different things this year. For example, all the tickets available for all the performances are it's 100% available this year. We would normally hold a few set aside for at the door sales. But again, early in COVID, you know, reducing lineups, paperless, ticketing and things like that. So we decided to go to 100% of the tickets available in advance, which is new. So if there's a hot show and you want to see it, you better buy early because it'll likely sell out. No more door tickets.
0: No, okay, no more at-the-door tickets, so, folks. Well, so
1: unless it's, If it's not sold out, they'll, they'll be available at the door, but if it's a popular show, you better buy early.
0: Oh, Chuck, for yourself, how many years have you been doing this?
1: Sure. Well, this is I've been back since 2008 as the executive producer, but I also worked for the Fringe from 94 to 98 as the second-in-command, the festival manager. You do the math yeah, a long time a long time i was fortunate enough to actually be a stage manager in the second year in 1989 for the black hole theater production
0: oh my goodness so this is going to be pretty special for you i
1: think you know i love the fringe i got hooked on theater when i went to, to school university and getting the job at the fringe really just you know stoked that fire and i have been part of the fringe family ever since and i can't see myself doing anything else i put on a party it's the best party in town
0: there you go, folks. If you want a party, just call Chuck. Now, enjoy the Fringe. Congratulations. I think it's going to be a stellar opening weekend and so good to be back.
1: Me too. And I hope you and all your, your followers uh, uh, come out and have a fantastic time, even if they're first timers, come out and sample it. Okay.
0: Thank you so much, Chuck. Thank you. Hey, you
2: know what's up. Say what,
1: say what Girl, you know what's up, know what's up. Ooh, say what, well, say what, well, say what well, Say what well.
0: This man has been born ready, born ready to perform just for you. So, Winnipeg, please welcome Ira and Spec Theater. Did I do that right, Ira?
3: You, you win. You win all the cookies.
0: Oh, I am blessed. All right, sir. This is all about you. Tell us about who you are and Mr. Coffeehead.
3: Well, hello, everyone. Hello, Winnipeg. What is the what what? My name is Stanzik, and I like bicycles. Mr. Kofferhead is a foot-fueled slapstick tragedy about bike packing, dreaming big, and giving up in your thirties. It's about pace over pro- It's about process over product. Like little kids when they make art, they just make art. They don't think about oh, can I sell this to the Guggenheim? No, they think oh, I'm just having fun making art. So it's finding that love of making art. It's my first solo show in 15 years and it was nominated for outstanding uh, clown show in Montreal and as you know Montreal just for laughs so it's got to be funny at least to like five people and uh, it's full of puppets original music that I wrote and it's a completely new show except for you know performing in Montreal once and and I'm under this mask I'm Ira and I'm with Spec Theater, which has been around since 2014 by now.
0: Wow! So is this kind of a story about you?
3: Yeah, it's about me and it's about uh, it's about how I wanted to give up making art because it's very hard when you know we're always uh, told like make something of yourself. That's a common common thing, you know. Parents are in the back of our heads going make something out of yourself, and making something of yourself sometimes involves money usually involves money and art doesn't always involve that so sometimes it's very hard uh, to continue to make art so i wanted to give up making theater but then fringe happened and here i am and i'm enjoying myself so much being on stage again after so long
0: wow so yeah i wanted to talk a little bit about to you ira personally as a performer being able to come to the Fringe now and have the freedom to be back, and not only the freedom to be back on stage, but the freedom to meet the audience again. What is that going to be like for you?
3: Ooh, it's so nice. It's so nice to meet people. It's so nice to, like, see people's faces and um, and, 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 and see them excited to be at Fringe. And there's just so many... Um, wonderful. And, and and having people wanting to listen to you is such a great thing. I mean, that, that's what all theater performers really want. I mean, if we boil it down, we just want to be listened to and tell a story that maybe relates to people. And it's been so far, I've, I've only been walking around for like an hour, and I've had so much love. Just so much outpouring of love. Like, Hoover's dams worth of gushing love. Like, just overflowing. And it's just been beautiful. And that's fringe. That's just fringe. People uh, you know, um, at the fringes of many different things all coming together at some sort of like uh, uh, cornerstone and meeting and just love yeah that's what art is love it's finding that love
0: and through all of this too and you know you you said this is an original play have things inspired you over the last two years and maybe have you taken a different look at how you approach your material
3: Yeah, um, I try to make it much more accessible, um, I try to, uh, I try as best to boil down the language so that more theater people can see theatre, because theatre right now, there's a lot of barriers in theatres, like it's in a building, uh, it's uh, it can be expensive and it uh, it uh, isn't accessible to everyone and, and theatre is for theatre people. But the great thing about Fringe is that Fringe is kind of outside of that box and I want to explore more of how I can be more of a community player in both my own city but also around so that's kind of part of the exploration of this work. Um, Maybe not to the fullest extent but it's my kind of start on that journey and it's and again life is a a process like just like this show you're you're going to die with half a book finished it's just going to happen we're not going to be able to watch all the movies we want or all watch or read all the books we ever want to watch and so it's really focusing on like the process and and having people connect with something that they they can see yes it's a show about me Mm -hmm. as mentioned but it's also a show about just like making art and 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 making making love and all of those things kind of together this is my love child
0: oh and i heard too that you've extended your love for theater to actually volunteer at another festival?
3: Oh yeah so in in Montreal they had like a shortage of staff so I, all of us actually, it wasn't just me uh, I don't want to be like a martyr it was a lot of us who uh, stepped up and volunteered uh, to really help out Montreal Fringe Um, and also selfishly you know I'm walking around with a sign and promoting myself but it was also a lot of fun it was also a lot of fun to rove from the different venues Montreal is a very different Fringe it's not this big um, but it was just lovely to see another city 's fringe and how they do it and and volunteering i mean art doing art is volunteering you know you don 't get paid per the hour to do these shows you 're volunteering constantly so it 's not really any different it 's help it 's helping each other out and I hope that 's something that actually talking about what happened over the past two years hopefully that 's something that has come out within art is that we 're more collegial with each other, we want to work with each other, we want to volunteer with each other, we want to make art with new art makers rather than somebody who necessarily has five stars, Mm -hmm. that we just reach out and we really promote that community aspect of theatre making.
0: So I want to ask you as I was listening to you talk, do you think the Fringe is going to be the new way for us as the audience to consume? So we're not sitting in a big huge theatre anymore of you know 2,500 strangers, I can sit in maybe a smaller venue yes with 10 or 15 yeah
3: yeah yeah I mean I don't think it's a new thing since it's been around since uh, the, since the 40s um, uh, but I think it's gonna be a constant thing where where you can there is no failure at fringe there's there's experimentation you can be as wacky as ever and it's still it's still like you can't bash you can't break the norms of fringe because the norms of fringe have already pushed the box out so I think I hope that that in it, it continues to influence people to just to really be themselves to 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 find whatever they love and if it doesn't fit into the box the categorical box that the world has determined uh, need that uh, they that they need to fit in that they're just like the hell with this box i'm i don't need a, a box at all I, I i want a circle i wanted a i want a different shape i i you know i want something else i want to I, I want something that's shaped like a platypus that's what i want to be contained in i'm a platypus and that is accepted at fringe and i hope that emanates throughout the world
0: well there you go, go ira has spoken to the world so mr coffeehead what venue are you going to be at
3: I'm at Venue 19 out at Circle Moliere Theater on Provencier, which I'm probably butchering the language of. We've got Estella's out there, and we've got two bars. So, and it's in Saint Boniface, which is so beautiful. I've never, I've never been there before. So that's really beautiful. Uh,
0: so there you go. They put you in the best spot. Yeah.
3: Thank you so so much.
0: Thank you so much, Ira. Yeah. Welcome back to Hugh at Home. Once again, we have another Fringer, Steph. So, Steph, tell us a little bit more about your play. Our play is Audition Deficit Disorder. It's a comedy
5: about a struggling actor who just can't catch a break despite having seven different personalities.
0: Okay. Well, you'd think there's something for everyone here, but obviously not. A little bit more about the story.
5: Uh, so it's an original script written by Brett Nichols and Dakota Nichols and myself and this is the first time our company, Bush Party Productions, is um, in the Winnipeg Fringe. Oh, congratulations! Well, thank you. So we've got a small cast of four. We've got Dakota, uh, Carolyn Keller, Robert King and Carly Hungerford are in our cast and they are, yeah. it's hilarious, it's funny. Um, the characters do multiple voices, multiple characters, and uh, it's just a room full of audition deficit disorder.
0: <laughs> and auditions can be scary enough. So if, if you are an actor, should they come and see this play?
5: Absolutely. I think actors will definitely be able to relate to, uh, to some of the things. And if you're a casting director, uh, we apologize.
0: <laughs> oh, there you have it. Well, thank you so much, Steph. Once again, what is the venue and the name of the play?
5: Audition deficit disorder. We're at the Tom Hendry warehouse and our opening show is Friday at eleven fifteen. It's also our two for twelve dollars show.
0: Okay, there you go. Thanks so much, Steph. Super, thank you. Welcome back to Hue at Home. It is the Fringe <laughs> and I have Alana here. And Alana, of course, you have a plague at the fringe, Monster Makers. Mm-hmm. And there's a big connection between movies and
4: Monsters. Yes, it's going to be the Canadian premiere of Monster Makers, a musical by Stephen Dolganoff. And it looks at three different eras of classic monster movies. So we're looking at the 1920s, where Bram Stoker's estate is suing the production of Nosferatu for copyright infringement. And then we jump to 1933 in Hollywood, California, where makeup artist Jack Pierce is designing the look for Frankenstein for Universal Studios. And uh, he's, he's working on his vision, contrary to the director's, so there's a little bit of tension there. And then we jump to the 1970s where we're looking at Hammer Horror Pictures and the monster movie spin-offs that Peter Cushing starred in and filming a Frankenstein and a Dracula sequ- uh, sequel simultaneously just before the studio is going under. Okay,
0: so as all fringe plays, there's a hell of a lot going on. That's all <laughs> I can say. But no company better than than the North Kildonan Community Players
4: and this is one of those secret gems an iconic group right yes i've actually been with the company my first audition with them was in 2000 so i'm a lifer (laughs) but it's it's a great extended family like you know you've got your genetic family but then you've got the family that chooses you and i've met so many of my dearest dearest friends that are closer than my blood relatives because of the amount of time we spend working on these projects trying to make people laugh and smile and yeah, singing show tunes and being silly and finding the fun. Oh my goodness, and you know what, I have to give a shout-out to
0: Lori and Pam. Uh, Lori Fisher, who always comes up with these incredible ideas, and I heard that he is also in the play, yes, as well as being the producer.
4: Yes, and co-director, so oh. he's, he's a busy, busy person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. For you, though, what is it going to be like, Lana, to step on that
4: stage with an audience back at the Fringe um, it's it's going to be spectacular. We were actually trying to do this show two years ago before the shutdown. We've been um, brainstorming this project since 2016, so we are just so excited and having the opportunity to do the Canadian premiere. We've been communicating with the playwright out of New York who is just over the moon. Uh, Stephen Dolganoff is following everything, liking and, and sharing our stuff online, which is amazing. Um, and he's now seen the, uh, the seating capacity and the venue through our photos, and he says it's the biggest house that this show has ever played to. So it's, it's a huge honour and responsibility, and we're looking forward to bringing it to Winnipeg.
0: And there is such a strong theatre community here, Alana, and I know it's like old hat to talk about what we've been through for the last couple of years, And as people, you know, coming back to the theatre, what are some of the things that you've noticed? Just maybe it's different, maybe it's a growing more of a love for theatre.
4: Well, I mean, a lot of folks, myself included, have been missing theatre for so long that we're just excited to be able to to play and like I said earlier to find the fun um, I'm I'm over the moon, I know that Fringe is going to look different, like even hand billing is different now because people are tentative to take something from a stranger but I mean we're doing everything that we can, we're testing before every performance to protect each other um, and like we wore masks all through our rehearsal process because we want to make sure that we're healthy and we can take care of each other so that we can give the audience a safe and memorable experience while still laughing and finding the fun among the um you know the the stresses that we're having on everyday life like life is hard but if we can make you laugh and make your day a little bit better that's all we we can ask for that's the thing that makes me the happiest and keeps bringing me back to theater so well put
0: and i know that every performer here at the fringe is thinking about that too once again where is the venue and it's monster makers if you like <laughs> horror films and monsters
4: this is the one to see mm-hmm. this is completely family friendly um and we are at the royal manitoba theater center we're on the main stage so venue one and our first show will be tomorrow being thursday the 14th at 11 a.m Okay, and I believe it'll be air-conditioned, folks. Oh, yes, (laughs) yes. Wheelchair accessible, air-conditioned, because we're going to need
0: it. (laughs) Okay, monsters, look out. (laughs) Thank you so much, Alana, and all the great success for The Fringe. Thank you so much, Tracy. (laughs) We want to give a big thank you to all of our special guests on today's show, and don't forget, folks, it is The Fringe. It continues on for two weeks. Go to the website winnipegfringe.com for all of the information. For you at Home, I'm Tracy Koga. Stay safe and healthy, and we'll see you next time on You at Home.